good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome back to the channel. I am your host, Shah, and today I'm going to discuss the Flash movie, and man, I'm going to discuss the hell out of it. I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> that was so bad. I don't, I don't know why um, I did that, but... Uh, the Flash movie uh, has was in development for over 10 years. The Flash movie was actually announced uh, right before the Flash TV show started. And the fact that it came out a bit after uh, after the Flash TV show ended after about 10 years is insane to me. It is wild to me. All right, so we're all aware, for those that were looking forward to the movie, we're, we're pretty much aware of what Ezra Miller had going on out in, out in their personal life outside the movie. I'm not really going to discuss too much about that. I want to discuss um, the movie, uh, the impact it had on me. Look, so I'm, the Flash is actually one of my favorite comic book characters. He's actually my favorite comic book character, um, period. Uh, Wally West was my introduction into the Flash uh, when I was younger. Uh, Barry had already sacrificed himself uh, during Crisis on Infinite Earth, and excuse me, Infinite Earths. And when it came to uh, said mediums, I said it was the comics, and it was also um, Michael Rosenbaum's portrayal of Wally West on the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited TV shows, and I, honestly, it was just his characterization of that character uh, that I fell in love with. I'd read the comics, and any time I got to see the Flash in any medium, I get excited about. Um, I don't want to discuss the show too much right now. I'll probably be later on in, the, uh, in this in this video, this episode, or uh, the next episode. But when it came, comes to the movies, uh, you have Ezra Miller as The Flash, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck reprising their roles as Bruce Wayne Batman, Gal Gadot makes an appearance as Wonder Woman, Sasha Kaye uh, is Supergirl. And I want to start off by saying Ezra Miller their portrayal as two characters should be praised. You, it, I really believe that these were two different berries at two different times that grew up very differently, that see the world differently. Like it wasn't, it, it, it didn't take me out the movie to see two, di to see two different versions of Barry. And I could, uh, tell the difference between the two outside the physical aspects you know the haircut and the longer hair and whatnot their personalities were different how they thought about stuff was how they approached certain situations were different um the 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 opening action scene with uh ben affleck's batman has to be one of my favorite scenes in the movie especially because he does have that blue and gray suit a variation of it 
and I really wish, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, I really wish we had more time with Ben Affleck's Batman. I wish we would have gotten that Ben Affleck uh, Batman movie. Uh, I wish his character was treated a bit more well um, when it came to um, the, the Joss Whedon Justice League movie. Michael Keaton was my first like live action introduction into Batman so he'll always hold a special place in my heart to so to see him reprise his role and and still kill it <laughs> and still kill it uh just just made me giddy the storyline wasn't like I'm not gonna say it, 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 it was bad it's based on the Flashpoint comics uh or the Flashpoint comic event uh, which is an, another like a, a it was a, essentially a, a reboot of the DC universe um, in the comics. And they did a similar thing in the DC animated movies. And like I said, there are some differences when it comes to how they do it. And for the most part, it was OK. Uh, like I said, the third act, I wish they would have like delved more in like there isn't a we don't see reverse flash in this movie. And that's fine. But I also felt like we didn't really necessarily need Dark Flash too much. Uh, I kind of felt uh, like if if we were if like I said the said the the storyline for the most part is good, but we could have gotten more Zod. Zod could have been more of a compelling villain because of what's happening in that timeline. Because there is no Superman uh, from the beginning. All right, Barry is helping Bruce. Uh, with saving uh, some people in the hospital right now. Barry's on his way to work. Uh, he works in a CSI lab. Uh, he's late. <laughs> he's trying to get his coffee. His usual barista isn't there that particular day. And the uh, the barista that's there um, right now is pretty much slow and talking his ear off. So in that time, Barry pretty much saves a, a crap ton of people from a hospital and like I said a lot of people didn't have like t too many like nice things to say about the opening scene as regards to like the babies falling I liked it I thought it was pretty cool like like don't get me wrong CGI isn't always going to be perfect and yes CGI um, visual effects artists are usually overpaid and highly underworked but at the same time for what we got in this movie when it came to CGI I will not complain because we almost didn't get a Flash movie. Could have been better. Yes. Was it good enough for me? Absolutely. And I really uh, kind of thought it was cool on how Barry tracks his calories based on. Um, well, his, his, his speed is based on his calorie intake. Like the more calories he has and to, to burn the faster and more speed uh, he'll be able to use and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, Barry's dad is up for an appeal. And his dad is pretty much saying, hey, listen, you did what you could. I'm proud of you. But it's, it's game over, man. It's game over, you know. Barry being Barry he's he's just looks at Barry and historically is a hopeful character he's he's essentially too nice he's essentially too good too honest um to the point where it's damn near nauseating but the, these are the qualities that you 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 fall in love with Barry for you you really love the character for this and 
who wouldn't want to save their mother who wouldn't want to make sure that their father is a free man especially when you know with all your heart that he is innocent Barry goes to talk with Bruce saying I could save my 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 parents and yours I'm sure Bruce has already thought about that too and Bruce is telling him you could change things but you could also destroy things and you know this Bruce he's he's more wise he's more mature I think he's more based off the uh Dark Knight Returns uh with uh with with ben affleck which i really liked and said he's this batman is at peace with his parents being gone you know he's 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 not pining to to bring them back he he wants to let them rest and i i feel like there's a there, there's a lot of growth that wasn't shown which i would have loved to see with his character in his own like movie or whatnot Wonder Woman helps out during the opening scene. <laughs> she helps Bruce. Bruce essentially, uh, with the lasso of truth uh, in his hand, is saying, like, I'm too much of a proud guy to apologize. Also, I do realize that me being in a bat suit isn't the best way to use the, my billions of dollars. I could actually just stop uh, poverty myself. <laughs> and then Barry blurts out, I know what sex is. I just never had it. And I, I cackled like the like there's for the most part, the comedy in this movie hit. Uh, and I said it was a bit cheesy at times and definitely mature, but it's also fitting for uh, the character, especially for the, the younger version of Barry. Barry time travels or whatnot, and we in this and we see this iteration of the Speed Force, or it's called the Chrono Bowl. So it's like film strips of little clips of like what recently happened um, in that day, and I thought that was cool. It's like like little reels of a film, um, like all right for those who were not born, um, you know, or for for those who remember cassette tapes and in in uh actual film to put in a camera it, it kind of looked like that like little little things you could just reel and just look back throughout the day and i thought that was really cool where he goes back but you see this you see the dark flash come out of nowhere and knock him out the speed force causing him to to uh to fall out the time stream and go back to the to where he was headed well not in the tours headed towards more so the present but not the present he's from he got back uh a few years early and before that barry is seeing his life play out while his mom is in it that means <laughs> that means birthdays that means shaving that means you know all these other activities that his mom missed out on because she was she was not alive in the other one and like i said the the do did, did i really care for the dark flash it was interesting don't get me wrong i really felt like it was interesting that a version of barry was going to be the protagonist because who could be your worst enemy besides you and i thought that was really dope 
uh, like I said, I, I kind of felt like they could have leaned more into Zod being the villain because he is essentially a villain. He is fucking up stuff, and I and I kind of felt like towards the end, when you're having that act, it, he shouldn't just be there, just as to say, oh well, he's that bad thing that happened. How do you fix? It? Like they were more focused on restarting everything and saving uh, Batman and Supergirl. But like I said, that that wasn't too bad of a thing it was it was more so he said for the most part the movie was good it wasn't wasn't bad like i said throughout the movie it said you see barry um try to tell younger barry what's going on and how to use his powers and younger barry is very annoying like blatantly annoying and that's who his character is his character this this younger barry he spoiled his mom still does his laundry he he um he has friends nigga has roommates he's going on a date with iris west uh actually the same day that Oderberry got struck by lightning and got his powers uh and you you kind of see how immature this barry is because he hasn't really gone through anything he hasn't he hasn't really lost anything um and he's had everything for the most part um go his way his whole life so i said you you he <laughs> they go to star labs he almost backs out of uh, uh getting struck by lightning uh because he does not want to get struck by lightning too late they both get struck by lightning older barry loses his powers and a tooth younger barry gains powers goes back uh shows him how to use it for a little bit uh try to tell him because he did essentially run himself stark naked because of the lightning uh and and burning all his clothes because of the speed and whatnot so i said you did get to see some of these these cool action set pieces on what would happen if you know younger barry found out he had, it was actually really cool that uh, he finds out uh how screwed the timeline is because michael j fox is not the star of back to the future which falls onto a bunch of cascades of actors starring in movies that they haven't starred in in our regular timeline. Uh, they try to find Cyborg. He's still in uh, college. He's still attending college for football. He hasn't become Cyborg yet. Uh, Arthur um, uh, Curry, Aquaman, uh, isn't necessarily born in this timeline. He doesn't exist for the most part. Wonder Woman does not exist. Clark uh, did not fall to Earth. Uh, it was Kara, but the Zod and his his group killed Baby Clark. They intercepted his 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 ship and, because they thought he had the Codex, um, like he did in Man of Steel. But he did not. It was Kara. He does. They do find Bruce Wayne. Everyone knows, for the most part, that Batman. It does exist they just don't know who he is and he's retired and the reason why he's retired is because gotham has been safe for a while that they he, he didn't need to be batman uh they go in bruce pops out of nowhere kicks the shit out of older barry uh sees that younger barry has powers because what what else would you do if you're bruce wayne and you've lived by yourself for years and and all of a sudden these two uh, essentially twin you know these twin looking dudes pop up 
asking a bunch of questions like they know you and stuff. And he pretty much tells them, like, the way you were taught time travel uh, is wrong. And essentially, not really a jab, but, like, commentary on how, like, other mediums in the MCU see time travel. He's saying that there is a fulcrum. There's a point in which um, you don't just change the outcome of the past. You change not only the, the, the past and the future and you're just at that middle point so everything about that timeline changes not just the past but the future as well so the whole timeline changes as to a part of it i.e like the part um the time traveler has changed there's a lot of timey-wimey stuff um i'm not a physicist i'm not an afrophysicist i'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the room when it comes to science stuff like that but it is interesting um nonetheless at first, uh, Bruce doesn't want to help. And then, you know, he helps. Uh, Barry, older Barry, tries to get his powers back. He almost uh, dies. Kara, who they saved not too long after in Russia, uh, helps helps him get his powers back. They go try to fight Zod. Zod, <laughs> Zod is Zod is not a huge part of the movie like he's there you just know that Zod and he's come to to terraform earth and kill Kara and I feel I felt like they could have focused more on that than the dark flash stuff like they could have focused m more so on Zod being a problem and then dark flash popping up at the end or whatnot with younger Barry sacrificing himself so that dark flash no longer exists it's so a whole lot going on and while that third act is happening, Barry goes back in time or whatnot, and he's seeing the multiverse open and, and break down or whatnot. He sees, like, George Reeves' Batman and Christopher Reeves' Batman and the Supergirl, the one that played her in the, in the 1970s. He sees a version of, of Jay Garrick, who especially looks like a CGI'd version of Teddy Sears. And then there are... Uh, there's Nicolas Cage's Superman from the Superman Lives movie that never got to live fighting a giant fucking spider. Now, was the CGI horrible with, 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 with those cameos? Yes. I, I, no, it wasn't horrible. It was it could have been better. My whole thing is with cameos and CGI and dead actors and stuff like that. You need to have a proper swan song for these characters. Or just switch them out for live act for younger actors or show clips. For, or You know, I, I, there are better ways you could have given uh, homage to these actors and these characters. And I kind of wish we got to see more of the other Justice League characters. If this was the last movie before the DCEU was rewritten and uh, formed to the DCEU, there should have definitely been... A, um, a kind of like goodbye almost for for like I said Cavill Superman um, God would do super uh, I mean Wonder Woman uh, Ben Affleck's Batman hell I said there was even a cameo at the at the very end of the movie with with Aquaman that had nothing to do with the movie and they didn't have like they could have I don't know. It's it. With my whole thing with the movie was good and it could have been better. Yes, Ezra Miller did some stuff that probably didn't make a a, a lot of a lot of sense. 
Because, um, <laughs> like I said, I, I try not to dive into all that or whatnot. But I said it was definitely the stuff he did outside the film that affected this movie. Also, just being backed up so much and rewritten and the creative differences held the movie back a lot, too. But it was more so I just felt like they could have they could have taken some scenes out, added some scenes in and just showed more love to the characters of the DCEU. Is, will I rewatch it again? Maybe. Was it the best superhero movie? No. Was it the worst superhero movie? No. But it's it's a superhero movie. It was memorable. I did have I did have a good time. I I definitely enjoyed myself with with the two hours that <laughs> the two hours and some change that I was in the theater but I I definitely said as as excited as I was I definitely was expecting more from this movie um I said and it was hyped up like it was so overhyped like don't get me wrong if if Ezra Miller wasn't doing this if she did and 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 the, the I said and they've would have treated Zod a bit better when it came to like writing and developing a third act actually with that character instead of him just being the guy that's like uh, he was Zod was essentially a plot device and uh nah like if you're gonna have Zod come back from a movie that came out 10 years ago you need to have him more than a screen saying oh well I gotta kill you because the Kodak Hood and Clark do I have hope for the dcu yes why james gunn james gunn has a track record for the most part that doesn't miss the guardians trilogy uh peacemaker the suicide squad uh i think that one movie he did years ago it was a horror movie he did years ago i can't think of the name i, I don't know if it was splice or something else but that movie was up i know he produced brightburn which was uh an amazing horror slash like superhero movie it's not a superhero movie but it was a it was a super movie um and i thought that was great well like i said he, he's a fantastic writer as well as a as a director and he he sometimes does both um on one project and i'm excited for what he has in store i'm glad that he dc found someone that as far as i know of what i've seen from his art he cares about the source material and about the characters like a lot of people were really upset when he recast uh, well not recast but he made um He he made he made the dog he made Cosmo, the dog, a female instead of a male like in the comics. In the comics, Cosmo is known as the good boy, probably the best boy. But in the show, Cosmo is a female, and I understood why Cosmo is a female. And then that I I understood I understood even more when James Gunn confirmed it. Yes, Cosmo is a boy in the comics. But Cosmo is also based on Lila, the Russian space dog that the Russians left up into space on one of their first uh, missions. And so he paid homage to Lila 
Um, and I thought that was really great, especially because this movie was more so about the the care, the well, I should say the maltreatment and, and, and the abuse of animals and stuff like that. So I thought that was really great. And so, yeah, uh, there's Blue Beetle coming out. There's Aquaman coming out. I would discuss Shazam too. I I watched it, but I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I kept falling asleep. A brother was tired, and so I'm after rewatch it. Uh, but I do have a bunch of uh, reviews for some TV shows and uh, movies that I should have seen a long time ago or that I'm catching up on, um, such as Dune, uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Star Trek uh, Lower Decks, which I'm I'm just mad at myself for not watching before. Harley Quinn, um, I haven't seen um, at all. So yeah, there's going to be a lot more reviews. I will be posting more clips of stand-up bits and uh, from open mics and shows. I do have the new single coming out July 21st called Leap of Faith uh, from my beat tape, Blackout of Radio Music. Uh, coming in September. And then I have another track with the talented, friendly, friendly neighborhood rapper AJ Shine called Starcross, which will be on all streaming platforms, both those singles, um, on July 31st. And thank you guys so much for listening to my content. Please make sure you subscribe, like, click that notification button, follow if you're on, uh, listening to this on Spotify. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night.